This is Barry Public Affairs, the podcast of the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Very Public Affairs. My name's Joe Burke and I'm part of the team at the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs. This week, I spoke with Centre Director Wayne Burns about the attributes which make the most successful corporate public affairs professionals and about his recent trip to the US where he went to the Kennedy School at Harvard University to examine the art of leadership. We talked about the importance of leadership in the function and about how to practice leadership at work. At many centre roundtables and in a recent podcast in this series, the attributes of the most effective and successful corporate public affairs practitioners have been flagged and discussed. But what are your thoughts on what leadership in the function is and what it looks like? There's a big difference, uh, I think, in leadership in the function in 2018 coming up to 2020s than there was 10 years ago. Uh, a, A lot of the challenges now, the leadership challenges, are adaptive uh, and that means they're not technical challenges that uh, a technician or someone in, in authority just with the title of you know, head of function or head of uh, media relations or, or head of stakeholder engagement um, can solve. Uh, you know, what database do we get? Um, uh, how do we better engage stakeholders? They're technical uh, issues and challenges. The big leadership t- challenges are adaptive and that includes people working uh, in functions, for example, in companies uh, w- working in industries are being uh, disruptive, and um, the need to mobilise large groups of people to adapt to big changes. Uh, that might be people internally around culture, complete change in business model. It might be uh, working in a function that's in a company where a whole industry uh, is needing to uh, change and, and adapt rapidly or make a big adaption over time um, in order to survive. So uh, social media is probably one area uh, that has been an adaptive challenge for lots of people working in corporate public affairs and the true leaders uh, in the function are those that have uh, move their organisation, mobilised not only the corporate public affairs team but mobilised the rest of the organisation uh, to change, to change the mindset, to change the way they do business in order to take advantage of uh, social media and how it's being used uh, or uh, in a reactive way uh, to ensure that the organisation uh, changes so it, it can catch up. So these are... The, the big challenge is leadership in, in corporate public affairs. Um, true leadership is about how to take adaptive challenges and getting the whole team uh, to do the work, getting the whole organisation to do the work um, that needs to be done and therefore they buy in to the change and the, and the change is lasting. So um, in, in technical challenges and technical issues are still very important uh, but real leadership around is those big adaptive challenges where you've you've really got to take a big shift and make a big shift. Uh, they're, they're almost transformative transformation uh, uh, challenges that that need to be met. So, just on leadership, do you have any thoughts on the difference between leadership and authority, and how that might look like in the corporate public affairs uh, function? Leadership. Uh, is very different from uh, authority. Uh, authority is when someone has a, a title and therefore 
has uh, a set of uh, procedures and uh, reporting lines where they can use that positioning, they use that title to get people to do things. And authority is very useful if you're addressing technical issues. You've got the authority to, for example, um, redesign and uh, fund the redesign of a, a website. You've got the authority to put together a government uh, relations strategy and uh, implement. You've got the authority uh, to uh, put a social media strategy together and implement. That's, a, that's about authority. And um, authority is very useful if you're um, using technical t- tools to, make, to meet technical challenges, new website, uh, new social media um, uh, present, presence. But leadership's more about the ability to mobilise uh, large groups of people or, or groups of people internally to make uh, big changes and to ensure that change is real. And it may seem like uh, semantics, but, but it, it's not. If, uh, uh, for example, a, a police officer has the authority to, uh, say, um, move on from this accident, um, but uh, leadership, for example, uh, in policing... Uh, could be part of um, how can we prevent an accident like this ever occurring uh, again. And that that is not just a single decision. That means changing the whole machinery um, of, of how people drive, of um, how people uh, approach road safety, uh, about how emergency services uh, respond, um, how the roads are used. So just using that example, that, that's a big adaptive change where the authority is just, well, move on because I've, I've got my badge on. So would you say that all the heads of function and senior practitioners in the public affairs function may not necessarily be leaders? That's certainly the case. There are very many leaders in uh, corporate uh, public affairs. Some of them wear the hat of head of function. Some of them wear the hat of being a head of discipline, for example, like internal communications or government relations or uh, uh, stakeholder engagement or media relations or corporate responsibility. Um, leadership comes not necessarily in the function from just having the authority of the title. It, it's, it's, leadership is something that's actually practice. It is looking at a, a, a big problem and uh, deciding um, quite definitively that um, there's another way of doing this and um, I'm going to get others engaged in seeing if they agree there's another way of doing this and if they agree there's another way of doing this, how can we put aside um, our prejudices and I guess our vulnerabilities about speaking out or or the vulnerability of, you know, uh, of suggesting what you know, some might think is a stupid idea, how to put those aside and then how to lead um, a way of thinking with a larger group of people saying, okay, this is the work that needs to be done um, and we're going to do this work. Um, So a leader's not necessarily always um, out in front. A a leader in the function um, might be uh, someone who's been in the function three or four years and notices... Um, uh, a, a big adaptive challenge that the, the organisation needs to get its head around. For example, you know how it engages uh, stakeholders or um, a, a culture of uh, saying one thing around values and doing another thing. So you don't have to have the title of authority to be a leader to make those changes. It, it certainly helps, 
Um, but there are a lot of leaders uh, in the corporate public affairs function. Not all of them are head of function or head of discipline. Um, many of them uh, are. And, and leadership, uh, I think, in the and we found at the centre in the 21st century in corporate public affairs is the willingness to sit back and really question if the way you're doing things uh, is is the the optimal way of doing things and um, what big changes may need to be made in the way the function operates in order for it to remain relevant but most importantly for it to generate value for the organisation. So you were recently at the Kennedy School at Harvard University examining the art in the practice of leadership. If someone isn't a born leader, can leadership in corporate public affairs be taught? Leadership's something that uh, can be learned, can it be taught? Um, elements of it can be. And the view that there are born leaders has really been disabused by lots of research, uh, especially over the last 25 years. Definitely people, some people have a disposition to, uh, to stick their neck out, uh, uh, to be vulnerable, to uh, take risks. Um, and, uh, you know, leadership's a, a lot about living dangerously, of having uh, ideas and uh, talking to others about those ideas and trying to get groups of people to work on ideas. There might be a leader um, out the front leading that process, but um, when you talk about leadership uh, these days, uh, the people at the cutting edge of of, of research and uh, practice of leadership is that leadership is actually is a practice. You practice it. You you do it. You just don't have leadership because you're a person uh, with a title or an authority. It's there is actually work to be done, and leadership in corporate public affairs uh, is about, uh, and especially in the last five years or so, of getting the organisation usually to think very differently about the way it can influence the socio-political environment. And that includes um, uh, working with the, with an organisation, a company or an entity or a government agency, just saying, look, these are, you know, these are uncertain times. We've got to change the way we deal with these uh, uncertain times. And it might mean that we have to entertain there's a lot more uncertainty. Now, for a lot of organisations, a very risk management-focused organisation, that's going out on a limb. That can be scary. So part of leadership in the function in the last five years or so has been uh, to uh, bring people uh, along with the um, idea and having them work around that idea is that there's less certainty. So how do we operate in less certainty? Business disruption has always been around, but business disruption is is, is happening more rapidly. Um, how do we adapt to that? How do we build a culture where we can adapt to that very quickly? And in corporate public affairs especially, it's very fluid. Um, there's lots of uncertainty. How to keep some equilibrium uh, in the function? How to create a, a culture where um, uh, certainty is uh, the norm and not the exception? That's one of the big challenges of leadership uh, in, in the function in Asia-Pacific. So if someone wakes up one day and decides that she wants to become a leader, 
What does she need to do? She would need to decide, well, do, do I want to become a leader just because um, I, I, I want the status of, of, of being uh, a leader? Is it all about me? Um, or does she see that there is a, a big adaptive challenge that uh, is open or that the organisation uh, needs to make? Or does she want to change something in her... Uh, a network of friends and family that's really bothering her where she thinks, okay, or her community where um, if we investigate how we do things, uh, do things like we're doing, um, if we challenge the way things like we're doing um, in order to get a, a, a better result, um, that's, that's her decision at that stage is um, she might have an idea or but she might just realise something's broken. And calling out that something's broken and need to be fixed, and then having the motivation and the courage to saying, "Well, look, I'm, maybe I'm not I'm necessarily sure what the answer is, but I'm prepared to stick uh, my neck out and um, lead a process, lead an effort to get people together so we can actually talk about this, and lead people so that there is uh, joint uh, work and joint decision uh, about." Um, uh, fixing something, that's the decision she would need uh, to make. Um, it's easy waking up as a head of corporate public affairs function for, for example, a you know, head of uh, government relations saying, look, um, uh, you know, this particular tool isn't working. Um, there's a technical solution to that. Now, that's, that's not really... Um, that's not the practice of art of leadership. That's that can be good management. And there's a big difference between managing and, and leading as well. I mean, the ideal combination is that um, you can manage the leadership process because it is a process. You've actually again, you've got to mobilise people, get them to do the work, um, bring them with you, and actually hand back the work to those who should be doing uh, the work as well. It it might sound a little bit uh, nebulous, but when you think about lasting change. Um, uh, lasting change is about it has been brought about by leaders saying, "Okay, I might have identified the problem, and here is what I think could be the solution." Um, but you all need to work on the solution, and if you're part of the solution, therefore you'll own the change, and the change will not be fleeting. It'll be uh, long term. It'll be embedded, and that's the challenge of leadership: uh, change that um, makes a difference, but change that. Um, uh, will be owned and will stand the test of time. You mentioned just before that leaders are characterised by being able to mobilise groups of people to get involved with and own adaptive change. What big adaptive changes do you see in corporate public affairs um, in the next few years? One of the biggest changes is, uh, or one of the biggest challenges, adaptive challenges, is... Uh, what role do uh, corporations or even agencies of state, if you're in the public sector, what role can those organisations change in addressing some of the big issues uh, that the community has decided that, that, that we have? And, um, uh, for example, if you look at uh, um, uh, human impact on uh, uh, the environment, um, uh, you know, a lot of companies in the past are saying, well, we'll, we'll do our bit and uh, even if we don't believe climate change is real, we'll do, we'll do uh, our bit and we'll leave it at that. Um, perhaps, and I'm not saying this is the case, but perhaps one of the big adaptive changes is that industries, whole industries saying, well, how can we get this industry um, 
that we're working in um, to uh, make a big adaptive change to help the community solve issues, for example, like homelessness, um, like um, the casualisation of the workforce is a big uh, um, adaptive challenge that more and more people in in Australia and New Zealand and parts of Asia are going to have more than uh, one job. They might have three or four casual jobs. Um, the big adaptive change is in how can we make sure those people um, have retirement uh, incomes and have a, uh, a level of income um, that uh, is sustainable and that we don't have a whole underclass of, of the working poor. Um, companies uh, increasingly in the US, and it's happening also in, in Australia, part of their big adaptive change is, well, um, the money, uh, you know, the business of business is business. Uh, but if we want to live in sustainable, cohesive communities, um, maybe we need to change the way uh, we're thinking about um, how we get involved in social issues, um, like uh, racism, like uh, sexism uh, and misogyny uh, in workplaces, like uh, uh, gender discrimination. Now, for a lot of organisations, that's a big adaptive change because um, you need, uh, if you decide you've got to go there, um, you need to change the culture saying, look, well, money, making a buck is really important, um, but so are these other issues that affect us making a buck. So a lot of the big challenges are cultural and a lot of big challenges also is, uh, as I mentioned before, is in an age of increasingly uncertainty, how do we develop a culture where, okay, well, it's okay to exist in uncertainty, um, uh, but this is what we need to do in the way we organise ourselves, in the way we behave, in the way we think, in the way we understand our stakeholders so that we can best influence that environment and maybe be uncomfortable um, with uncertainty. Uh, business doesn't like uncertainty, uh, but the reality in uh, a lot of environments at the moment is that unless you have a culture where uncertainty is understood, entertained and managed, um, then there's a lot of unproductive behaviour that goes on, there's a lot of panic that goes on, uh, and in those environments it's very hard to be an effective corporate public affairs team. So that's one of the big adaptive changes, cultural uh, how do we exist in uncertainty? And how can we say, uh, how do we get our organisations, move our organisations, get them to own the fact that, well, uncertainty is undesirable, but it's OK because this is the environment we're living in and this is what we can do um, in uncertain times to keep doing what we do as a, as a business or as an agency of state or as an industry association. Wayne Burns, thank you very much for your time. You are very welcome, Joseph. If you enjoyed this episode of Very Public Affairs, subscribe in iTunes and leave a review. For more, visit the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs website at www.accpa.com.au.